You're listening to the Wild Wellness Podcast, and today we're talking about humidity, hormones, and surviving your sweaty summer miles. So if the summer season is full on hot, hot, hot where you are, I know how you feel, and this running outdoors or doing any workout outdoors can be tough if you struggle with the heat, even though you may have goals to increase your mileage or run certain time splits or just improve in some way. So there are some things that you'll want to know, and that's what I'm going to share. And hey, by the way, if we haven't met, I'm Jenny Holbert. As a holistic fitness and essential oil specialist, I am all about helping you live and sweat in sync with nature. Wild Wellness actually stands for women into living their dreams because I hope that whatever I share helps you take care of your body so you can take all the adventures. So here's the Wild Wellness Podcast. This episode is going to help you understand what humidity and heat does to the body, how men and women thermoregulate differently, and I'm sharing four tips from my personal experience with running consistently, no matter what the weather. So before we get into it, a shout out to Amy from Kentucky for recently joining the wild. Thank you for listening to the podcast, Amy, and for wanting more wild wellness in your life. You are amazing. Okay, so let's talk about those sweaty summer miles, starting with humidity. What does humidity do to the body? Well, it makes you sweat buckets, (laughs) but I know I'm stating the obvious here, but just think about the idea that the faster you run, the more body heat you generate. So as humidity increases, running at your normal pace will feel very difficult and you will feel fatigued more quickly than you would if the humidity was lower. The thing is, some people handle heat and humidity better than others, despite this fact. So some people might lose more sodium in their sweat than others, and that can impact how they feel or make them more prone to muscle cramps. And body size is another factor when it comes to thermoregulation and humidity, because if there's more mass and insulation, then you'll generate more heat. Plus, as we age, our body becomes less adaptable to heat and humidity, and there's age-related changes to sweat glands, which can decrease sweat production, and that reduces the body's ability to cool itself effectively. Another factor is where you live. So if you live somewhere humid like I do in the East, then you'll probably become naturally used to those muggy conditions, and you're better off than someone who's here visiting, running from the West Coast where humidity is generally lower and they're just not used to it. It usually takes about two weeks to acclimate to hot and humid conditions. But of course, it's an individual thing and that can be different with everyone. Finally, level of fitness seems to actually improve the body's ability to regulate temperature. So it actually lowers the temperature when sweating begins. So people who are more fit can work out with lower heart rates and core temperatures than those who are less fit. And the good news about that one is that you can train that. You can acclimate by just doing it, just running in the heat. So here's what you need to know. Feeling slow and feeling heavy on a humid day doesn't mean you're out of shape or lacking mental toughness or anything that you might be making it mean. I hope that now that I've explained humidity a little bit and how your body reacts to it and responds to it, you see that it's just your body's physical response to a stressful 
environment. Let me say it again. You're not out of shape. You don't lack mental toughness. It's your body's physical response to a stressful environment. It's all good. Okay, let's talk about hormones. So men actually produce more sweat than women do for a given increase in body temperature. So that can obviously help them to have a better cooling mechanism, cooling thermoregulation. But research actually shows that when fitness levels are the same, either men or women, or when the workload is equal in terms of a given percentage of maximal oxygen intake, women and men aren't that different in what they can do in terms of working out in the humidity and the heat and the pace that they can go or how they feel that way. And there's also been some published research looking at whether women have a lower heat stress tolerance or performance during the phases of the menstrual cycle. And some studies found that exercise heat stress tolerance was reduced by about 11 and about 16% during the mid-luteal compared to early follicular phase. But other studies found no difference between these two phases. So just as a side note, mid-luteal would be right before menstruation. That would be your inner autumn pre-menstrual and the follicular phases right after menstruation. So another study looked at specifically high-intensity intermittent running performance in the heat and heat stress tolerance was actually unaffected between the mid-follicular and mid-luteal phase, but then another study showed about a 6% reduction in endurance time in the mid-luteal phase during an incremental test to exhaustion that was done in the heat. Another study on women during 60 minutes of cycling was interesting because the sweat rate was higher in the luteal phase than in the follicular phase, but during exercise, no differences related to the menstrual cycle phases were seen in body temperature, heart rate, or their rating of perceived exertion. So it was just the sweat rate that was higher in the luteal phase than in the follicular phase. So the conclusion in that study with 60 minutes of cycling with women was that women exercising in a warm and humid environment with water intake seems to be able to help them adapt to the luteal phase because of basal body temperature through reduced urinary volume and increased sweat rate. So basically they're taking in that water, they can adapt by sweating more and that helps lower the body temperature because they're being more. So the research does seem a bit limited and there's conflicting results basically is, is my sense of this. But my takeaway is that during prolonged exercise in hot and humid conditions, your body temperature may be elevated during that luteal or premenstrual phase, also inner autumn, as I mentioned. And so the luteal phase is the one where you might feel the least able to thermoregulate in the hot and humid weather, which is interesting because in the workout without burnout blueprint, this is the phase where you'll learn that you'll likely want to do less, rest more, focus on recovery, and not do your hardest workouts or your hardest runs anyway. So seems to align, which is quite interesting. So now I'm going to share four personal tips. I grew up in the East and live here now, and I've also lived in the hot, dry desert of Arizona. So I have experience with both what they call dry heat and also humid summers. And here's what works for me right now and I guess in my past experience one getting to sleep getting to sleep so I can get out early for 
a morning run or morning workout. So depending on your schedule and commitments, I know this may not always be possible. Again, I'm speaking from my experience at the moment, but if it is possible, it's so worth it. My husband and I joke and say, I wish I hadn't run this morning, said no runner ever. I mean, it's true, right? I always feel great to do the run in the morning instead of waiting until later. And personally, my goal is to be sleeping before 10 p.m. and waking up before 6 a.m. That magical 5 a.m. hour has been such bliss during the summer heat. I absolutely love it. And I can get out before it's hot and have so much more time for things that I need to do. But hey, maybe for you, it's in the evening and you've got your schedule down. Do whatever works. As with all podcasts and all things that I share, take what inspires you here and leave the rest. So remember that humidity factor too. Even though the morning might be cooler temperatures, the humidity is likely higher. So check the heat index if you want, which combines temperature with relative humidity to give you a sense of how it actually feels outside. Because a 75 degree day with 0% humidity will feel like 69 degrees. But in 100% humidity, 75 degrees will feel like 80 degrees or more. Number two of my personal experience, personal tips here, adjust your expectations. So maybe you had a run planned, but you're feeling like you need something different. Be willing to let go of your plan. I say this all the time. If you're like me, you have a tendency to overdo it when it comes to working out rather than underdo it. So listen to this one for sure if that's you. Adjusting your expectations will help you prevent burning out, especially in the summer. Summer can be really aggravating to certain body types, mine included, like Pitta people, according to Ayurveda. So there's already so much heat, basically, in our constitution, so we really have to make sure we cool sufficiently. So, for example, you might do your run near water or even in water, which reminds me of a funny experience that my husband and I had because we decided one night it was just feeling too hot to run. This was a couple summers ago, and I remember we had left the run till later in the day, and it just felt too hot to go out. Neither of us were feeling it, so we went to the lake nearby to swim instead and jog in the water, basically do the run in the water. So doing this all the time obviously doesn't give you the same load on your connective tissue and joints. I'm not saying it's an exact replacement for running on land, but it does elevate your heart rate and you are moving. So depending on your goals, you may be able to adjust sometimes. And basically, don't be afraid to cross train so that you don't burn out with all the running in the summer. And you could go for a shaded path versus the blazing heat of a road. Or like I said, run close to water, even if you don't want to run in it. (laughs) It's still cooler and you can jump in afterwards, right? I love getting outside, but in super humid or hot conditions, you may even decide to get in a quality workout on a treadmill or in an air conditioned room. And that's perfectly fine. Do what works for you. Number three, stop looking at the watch and go off effort. This kind of goes with adjust your expectations. Remember what I said about humidity and thermoregulation differences for women, depending on the phase of the cycle? Well, that means that you might be better off leaving the watch at home and intuitively running based on the effort. And let me tell you, this is so freeing. 
because you can stop telling yourself I'm a bad runner or I'm out of shape when you're not hitting your splits or you're hitting your pace that you have in your mind that you are expecting yourself to. If you do have your watch, remember that your paces will likely be different in the heat. They'll likely be slower and that's okay. When temperatures go from 75 to 90 degrees, heart rate can increase by 10 to 20 beats per minute, which will obviously make your perceived effort much greater. So you're not out of shape. You're not a bad runner or a bad anything. It's just hot and your body is doing the best it can. Plus you're challenging yourself big time. So high five to that, to being out there. Number four, cooling as much as possible. So other than going out in the morning, which I already mentioned, I also use essential oils to lower my body temperature and stay cool. Peppermint, rosemary, basil, these are all cooling to the body. And even cooling foods like eating cucumbers is a good idea. Things that uh, are cooling versus spicy things might be something to pay attention to so that you're not heating your body up too much. And back to essential oils for a second, if you're wondering what that would actually look like and some practical ways, just add 10 drops of essential oil to an 8-ounce spray bottle of pure water and mist it over your body before, during, or after exercise. You just want to avoid the eyes. You could even put it on the back of your neck, diluted with a carrier oil before heading out. I know for me, the heat like tends to rise to my head, so I'm more prone to feeling crappy if I have a lot of heat up in that area. So I put it on my neck, my temples, kind of on that part of my body. And P.S. in the show notes, I'll add a link if you want to get some doTERRA essential oils 25% off or get a sample kit from me. And also on the note of cooling, stay hydrated. Seems obvious, right? But if you go out dehydrated, you're going to notice and your ability to thermoregulate will go down. So aim to drink half your body weight in ounces on a regular day. But if you're running in the summer, you're going to lose a lot of water through sweat. So you could maybe drink 16 to 20 fluid ounces of water or electrolyte four hours before your run. During your run, if you're going out for more than an hour, you maybe want to take in three to eight ounces every 20 minutes. And after your run, you want to make sure you're replacing drink 20 to 24 ounces of water or electrolyte for every pound that you lost. Uh, In the show notes, I'll actually share a link to my homemade electrolyte drink that doesn't have any flavorings or overload of sugar. If you are inspired to uh, get something there, I know a lot of those electrolyte drinks, you really have to pay attention to what the ingredients are. So lastly, but seriously, be mindful of the early warning signs of heat exhaustion and heat stroke, fatigue, nausea, dizziness, headaches, tingly skin, and confusion. You may think, oh, I'm just having a bad run, but seriously, just call it off if you're experiencing anything like this and it's really humid or hot. It's not worth it to just finish the run or finish the race. So here's the thing, my sweaty summer friend. (laughs) You can train your body to respond to the heat. You can tune in and adjust based on your cycle. You can do things to cool down and stay hydrated and you can notice when you're beating yourself up for a tough run and remember what you know about your summer body now. And if you haven't already, 
Go take the quiz to find out your natural workout style so you can optimize your energy, recover from or avoid burnout, and stop feeling guilty for rest days because your natural workout style is actually based on one of the four seasons. And I'd be curious to know what your results were. If you want to share them with me, just find me on Instagram at Jenny Holbert. And I'm also curious, what's your main takeaway from the episode? Feel free to share or leave a review uh, wherever you're listening to the podcast with your main takeaway from the episode. And one more thing, there is more for you in the wild. It's a collection of tools and teachings to help you reach your goals without sacrificing your well-being. And you can check out this month's theme and take a peek at what you get at jennyholbert.com slash the wild. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. And thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast with someone. Thank you for subscribing and leaving a review. And until we chat again, go live your one wild life.